episode number 32. As always, massive thank you to everybody listening right now. I really, really appreciate it. In this episode, I had a chat with Joe Matthews. So this is actually Joe's second appearance on the podcast. Uh, so for those of you unfamiliar with Joe, he is one of the owners of the gym I work at, so Real Fit Strength and Conditioning. Uh, so at the time of recording this episode, the ACT was in lockdown, so due to the coronavirus. So we decided to jump on and have a chat about the lockdown. We discussed it from a business perspective, from a personal perspective, and we also talked quite a bit about training during the lockdown. Uh, we discussed some things that people could do to help them stay with, stay consistent with their training uh, despite the circumstances. I hope you guys enjoy. Joe Matthews, back again for another chat on the podcast. G'day, Ben. It's good to see you, mate. Thanks for having me. We pretty much just, we pretty much figured we would jump on and just have a chat about... So we're in the ACT right now, and the ACT is in pretty much full lockdown mode. So we pretty much just figured we'd jump on and have a general chat about the lockdown. How have you found it so far, Joe? Uh, I think for me personally, this time around has been a little bit more challenging than last time. But um, in saying that, I'm certainly being grateful to have that time with the kids. And also, you know, we're pretty lucky in Canberra mm. as well, even though we have been locked down. Um, people have been doing the right thing for the most part, which is, which is good. And I'm also very lucky because I can stay connected to the people that I coach, albeit not face-to-face, -face, able to do Zoom sessions, which has been great. It's been an opportunity to be able to connect. Um, and I think that's really important, um, particularly in a lockdown, not just for me, obviously, but for, for the people that I work with. It was a strange one, hey, because we found out how – it was about lunchtime when we found out that we were going into lockdown, hey, and then – because it was on a Thursday. I remember we were yeah, both out there. Right. We were both out on the gym floor coaching. All of a sudden, we found out. Yeah. In like four hours, we have to be closed and then we're shut for who knows how long. I do remember that. And we were getting texts from everybody at the same time, you know, in real time saying, oh, this is what's happening and it's happening now. And we hadn't heard anything official. Yeah. And then the official um, directives came out and bang, that was it. Yeah, it was all hearsay. People started messaging us yeah, hey, about 11 or 12 right. in the morning and all of a sudden about one o'clock, I think it was. Yep. The announcement came through that we had to be shut by five. And then, yeah, it was kind of like all hell from there, hey, because obviously we had to quickly figure out what we're going to do business-wise. Absolutely, yeah. And then everyone has to sort their own personal life out as well. Well, last time, you'll remember, we were able to actually pretty much get every single piece of equipment we had in the gym out. Uh, and this time, we couldn't do that, which was a challenge because we really wanted to get that gear out Um to our membership base. Eventually we got there, but yeah, it wasn't till four weeks later that we could do that, I think, or maybe it was five weeks. I can't remember. It was four, maybe it was four weeks. Yeah, it was definitely a couple of weeks into it before we were allowed to even come back to the gym. Because yeah. initially we weren't even allowed to come here at all. Now we're allowed to come here for certain work purposes. So we were able to get equipment out to people eventually. But yeah, initially it was like, bang, we're in lockdown straight yeah. away. It was a bit of a shock to the system. It was, and it was all industries as well yeah. this time, pretty much, apart from essential uh, workers. The only positive of having been in lockdown last year, though, was we kind of had a rough plan of what we were going to do straight away. Yeah. 
So that was be one of the only benefits for us being a small business, having gone through it last year for 10 weeks. We kind of had a rough idea of what we were going to do, which helped massively, obviously. Yeah, not only for our staff, but also for all the people that we work with, all of our membership yeah. base to sort of see that there is a bit of a outline of a plan, um, I think makes people feel a little bit more comfortable in the fact that they're still going to be able to train, they're still going to be able to see, even though it's on Zoom, yeah. uh, see some of the other people that they're used to seeing it, you know, three or four times a week. Uh, I think that that's um, gives people hope, you know? Yeah. Well, it's one of the things they can almost keep. So like everything else drops off, but if we can kind of keep some sort of continuity of service training wise, I think that's good for most people or for everyone really. Oh, there's no doubt about that. And I think we've all found that personally as well in terms of keeping mm. up your own training and irrespective of how you feel, what that uh, overarching outcome is from getting in and getting a session done. Uh, even if you're unable to train with other people face-to-face, -face, just training for yourself, what it does for you physically, more importantly, what it does for your, your mindset. So that's an interesting one, the training one too, because we were talking before. So you, like some of our other members, were prepping for a powerlifting comp right up until they announced the lockdown. Then all of a sudden the lockdown happens and then obviously comps, all that sort of stuff get all cancelled. So how did you go shifting your focus with your training to going from being in full powerlifting prep mode to then being to then doing lockdown training. Yeah, well, it's an interesting one, and I think depending on what people have access to at their homes in terms of training, really sort of dictated where that went. Um, personally, we, we have some kettlebells and uh, a box, and not much at home. So when that snap lockdown occurred. Well, I didn't touch a barbell for four weeks. And you're right, we, mm. were, we were prepping for nationals, um, which has been deferred now. So we, we do have a little bit more time to prepare, but at that time it hadn't. And it not, it's not, for me, it wasn't really so much about the prep. It's about the way that I really enjoy training. Mm. I love being able to train with a barbell and to occasionally lift, you know, mod, mod, moderately, um, heavy weights to heavy weights and, and how mm. that makes me feel. Um, so we just, um, we figured it out. We just went to a different style of training for that period of time. Um, and I did, you know, tempo work, um, more con body conditioning style training, just found other ways to challenge myself and obviously you know, Christy, she's keen on her training as well. And um, when she wasn't working, we were able to train together, which was, you know, it was she, really lucky. She can beat you in a few few conditioning workouts. <laughs> she, she destroys me in all the workouts. So uh, there's always a challenge there for me not to get lapped. So, yeah, I mean, we figured it out. It's not the ideal way I'd like to train, but that's reality, you know, you, you figure it out and you come up with solutions. Because I think that's a challenge for everyone right now, because the gym isn't, well, particularly what we try to do here anyway, is an experience. So you're coming in, you, as you mentioned, alluded to earlier, you're coming in, seeing people that you see every week, you Absolutely. get to catch up with people. You're in that environment where everyone kind of pushes each other a bit. So training's kind of fun. Then all of a sudden, thing. yeah, then all of a sudden that gets taken away and you're training at home by yourself with a couple of kettlebells, that's 
difficult for people like to try and motivate themselves and keep training. I think well, it is hard. I, I absolutely agree. Yeah, it is. And what a lot of people um, would have would have done, not only in our within our training environment, but elsewhere in Australia, would be able to fall back on discipline and routines. And they don't. Mm. They're not created overnight they're created as a result of the people you surround yourself with or the training environment that you mm. spend most of your time in. And a vast majority of people within our um, training environment here at Real Fit have created really good discipline around their training, really good discipline around the way they, um, they eat as well, the way they fuel themselves, and really good discipline around their routine because they, ha they do have a pretty good understanding of what that does for them in other aspects of their life. So I think what did happen was, you know, a lot of people, you know, we go into lockdown, those routines and that discipline may cop a bit of a knock, mm. but essentially it still shines through just in a different environment for that period of time, however long that ends up being. Mm. And yes, people lose motivation and get dejected and get down, particularly if they had you know, worked up to achieving some pretty good things in the gym. Um, but they're not alone. We've all experienced yeah. that as well. So it's kind of um, comforting in a sense when you know that other people that you train with or that you know and you respect are going through the same thing as well. And we'll get back mm. to it together as again as well when things open up. Yeah, definitely. That's a good point because it's, it's everyone. Like anyone, everyone is struggling with training at the moment because it's kind of like – there's all these other things going on and it's easy to let training just fall to the side and become less of a priority than it normally is just with everything going on at the moment. It is. But in reality, I think a lot of people use training for various things. Right? Mm. Um, they've got performance-based outcomes. They've got um, weight or, or body composition-based outcomes or whatever it may be. But essentially, whether you have those goals or not, what it ends up being is something that actually gets you pointing in a good direction mm. and and accumulating an overall more uh, positive outlook on things and perspective on things. And that becomes even more important in that lockdown situation. Yeah. You know, I, I can really um, empathise with people. Like there was times over the last few weeks where n not a cell in my body wanted to train <laughs> and um, I just did it. I just got started and got through the session and felt better afterwards every time. Um, now I don't use training as like a, you know, a medication or, um, or, or as an addiction or anything like that. Um, but I know that um, in those times, it's really helped me in a positive way. Yeah. Would you say one of the keys is to, uh, lock in a time, schedule in the time you're going to train? Absolutely. I think, if, you know, you know what I think. If it's not written down, it doesn't exist. Yeah. So if you if you schedule it into your diary in around, like at lunchtime, if you're working from home or after work or before you start work, you just schedule it in and it doesn't have to be a hard session. Just do something, mm. you know. Just... Often one of the keys is, isn't it, just starting then Absolutely. once you start training, even if you can just trick yourself into saying, oh, I'll just do an easy session, often you start, then you're like, yeah, and you get into it, then you get excited and you <laughs> end up doing a lot more than you thought you were going to. That's so accurate. 
Uh, I absolutely agree because you, you think, you know, I've only got this much energy or this much motivation or no motivation at all. And then once you get started, you go, hang on, hang on. My body was lying to me yeah. here. I, I actually feel all right. Yeah, you forget that you actually enjoy training. Absolutely. But yeah. I think I think it's a good point though, the locking it in because if you leave it to your own, if you say, oh yeah, I'll train tomorrow, but you don't lock in the time, then you usually go past the morning and you're like, oh, I'll just train later. It's yeah. all right. It goes past lunch and you say, oh, I'll train later. Gets the afternoon, you're tired and you're like, oh, I'm not doing this. Absolutely. So as where if you have that time locked into your calendar, it's staring you in the face. You almost feel guilty then if you don't do it. Yeah, I think I think you're absolutely right. But but also for people that have committed to training as a lifestyle, um, as long as you put in your diary or wherever it is that you look each day to train, yeah, you will get to the end of that day and you'll want to tick that box and go, yeah, I trained. Um, so if you can't schedule it into a particular time because your day's pretty crazy around homeschooling, Mm. Um, you know, around getting outside for your one or two hours of exercise or whatever it may be, uh, a walk or whatever, you'll get it done as long as you commit to getting a training session done for your, you know, once a day or yeah. twice a week or whatever it may be. Yeah, you're right. There's something extremely motivating about having that box to tick off, whether it's actually on a piece of paper or on the computer, you tick something off or whatever, but that's extremely motivating, isn't it? For a lot of people, it is. Mm. Yeah, it definitely is. And it's that sense of satisfaction that comes along with um, ticking a box, uh, particularly when that box means overcoming even a minor challenge. Yeah. You know, where you step outside your comfort zone for 30 minutes. Yeah. You feel good about that. I think another thing with lockdown training as well for people is to not be as harsh on themselves and kind of maybe look at doing things they enjoy just to get themselves going. Absolutely. And also to realize that just doing something, whilst that sounds like it's it's nothing, it's a lot. Yeah. Like if, you, if you've if you gone into lockdown and you've got no equipment and you're just doing a body weight conditioning session, don't align success with, you know, squatting 200 mm. kilos because it's not realistic in your given situation. What is realistic is to get 30 minutes done yeah. in amongst teaching, you know, if you're a teacher from home, for instance, and I work with a few people that are in that boat mm. um, and they are actually working really hard all day and 30 minutes is all you can do. That's a big tick in the box. Yeah, definitely. It's just about adjusting your expectations to the situation, isn't it? Which Absolutely. like you say is hard because if you're someone that's used to coming into the gym and squatting um, 200 kilos and feeling really good about that, then when you can't do that, if your expectations are still the same as they were, you're really going to struggle. Yeah, you are. And the thing is, is that you have to realize that you can come back to that. Yeah. Um, but in the interim, what are you going to do about it? You're not going to do nothing because that's probably the worst thing. Yeah. You can do something that still allows you to sort of test yourself, to challenge yourself, uh, to also feel good um, coming away from it. Yeah. I think things like people don't, people kind of underrate things like walking. Like even just going for like a half hour to an hour walk every day is a million times better than nothing. Absolutely. Being out in nature and getting some fresh air, some vitamin D, um, also the little interactions that you have 
with people that you walk past, just the little hellos. Yeah. How are you going? Yeah, good, thanks. That's really uplifting. Uh, And and I know people have got masks on, but you can see someone smile in their eyes when they smile because you said hello. That makes a difference. As a side note to that, have you found that weird when you kind of go on walks? Because the way some people react when you walk past them when you're walking. Yeah. I found there's kind of like three different types of people. (laughs) The people that will walk two meters off the path to go around you to say, just keep distance. Yeah. Then there's kind of the people that will just ignore you and walk straight past you. And then there's the people who will try and kind of do the, how you going? Yeah. But it's hard to tell what they're doing with their yeah. mask on. No, I think you. I think you've nailed it. But I also think too, like for me, usually when I'm walking, it'll be me, two dogs, and three boys. <laughs> and if Kizzy's, well, obviously Kizzy's with us most of the time as well. But if she's at work, it's just that. And I, I often think that the, that first person you were talking about getting two meters out of the way, they're doing that for us. <laughs> Some of the time, <laughs> yeah. I think, more yeah, than you might be they right. are for them. Yeah. Um, or that's what I like to think anyway. And, and I know if I see um, people uh, masked up and just having a casual walk and I've got a my my group of people, yeah. I do move off. I get us to move off for them. Be a space thing for anything. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But, yeah, people don't – people kind of underrate the value of just going for a walk, definitely. Yeah, and – you know, the, the benefits of having those, I think, if you are lucky enough to have them on your walk, those little interactions, it's it's kindness and it's compassion. And I think more than ever, we need to have that because um, yeah. it's it's been hard on a lot of people. It's almost a um, throwback to normality, isn't it? Seeing other people and just a yeah. head nod or waving to someone, you're like... Yeah, I love the, the knowing head nod that you do get with some people. You both yeah. nod and you both just know that you are on the same yeah. page. Well, you know? Sometimes I walk past people and smile and then afterwards I'm like, oh, damn it, I remember they can't actually see me smiling. <laughs> so all they've seen me is oh, walk past and stare at them. your eyes, mate. <laughs> but, yeah, and I think more importantly than ever, people just really need to focus on the psychological slash mental benefits that come from exercise as well. Like, yeah. Even if that's your only reason for training, obviously the physical benefits of exercise are well known. Everyone knows the physical benefits of training. But I think through this period, it's almost more important to keep training for those psychological slash mental yeah, benefits. Well, I would argue that they are the most important. Yeah. Some of the most important reasons to train because if you can train and you know what that does for you psychologically and over time you accumulate those small wins, mm. you end up changing your mindset. Yeah. And um, instead of sort of having a pessimistic outlook most of the time, you slowly turn that upside down and you're more optimistic. Um, You're more positive in your interactions with the people you love, the the people Mm. you work with. Uh, I've had countless people over the years explain that to me in different ways. Yeah, it's crazy. And some of them not even realising that training did play a big part in that until they had mm. um, retrospect, you know, they're, they're looking back and going, hang on, training is a big part of why I'm so different in the way I look at the world yeah. now. Um, but yeah, the it's, e- it's easy to cascade uh, into a bit of a spiral if you don't have that each day, mm. something to, you know, to, to, whether it's a walk, like you said, or it's a short training session or whatever it may be, 
get in and do it because you do accumulate those those wins. Yeah. Uh, and there are a lot of people that can look at that uh, logically and, and pragmatically. Oh, I just didn't have time today. And that's that's fine too. That's you know? the other point. Hey, as it's long not as being, you can move on. Just not move being on. too hard on yourself and being honest. Because if you honestly go through a day where you just don't have time because you've got the kids at home all day or whatever, like you've got to give yourself a break. 100%. And, and there is a lot of people in that boat. Um, but I think the resilience in people that already have created a routine, they're more solutions oriented. Mm. So they're going to find a solution. Yeah. Um, you know, at home, four kids. I mean, I'll give you an example. I, when we were allowed to op- um, not open up, we were allowed to deliver equipment because we couldn't do click and collect. I um, did a drop off in. I can't remember the name of the suburb. It was near the city. And I had, um, I had, I think I had Caleb with me, my oldest son, but we were driving home afterwards and drive past this uh, lady and she was pushing a pram and she had four other kids. And I looked and they were just going on an, a walk, taking that yeah. time to get outdoors. So she had five kids. Right. So I looked at that and I went, well, oh, I got no excuse here. <laughs> Find a way. That's awesome. Yeah, it was awesome, and and they were all happy and smiles on their face, and and gosh, that was uh, awesome to see, you know. And I don't know about you, but coming back to kind of the psychological benefits of training, I definitely take it for granted because training is such a part of my life. It's something that I do. Me too. Yeah. I kind of forget about that until something like lockdown happens, and you maybe miss one or two sessions. You just take it for granted the psychological benefits that come from it. I agree. Because it's become your norm. Yeah. And when something um, something becomes habitual, uh, becomes your unconscious day-to-day, it takes sometimes things like this to create that awareness around it and to become more grateful for it. Yeah. So I think that's one of the big things um, that I've taken from this lockdown is to be uh, that much more grateful for when you, things are open and you can train the way you want to train. But not only that, the biggest thing has been getting to know the kids a lot more. <laughs> I'm so grateful for that. I mean, they've they've been challenging at times, <laughs> but um, for sure it's been, you know, in any other situation you wouldn't spend this much time with your children. Yeah. Um, that'll be an interesting thing too when things do open up. Um, how people's perspective might change on things, because usually it's like the old analogy of like you have a cold and you have a blocked nose, and you're like, oh, when I can breathe through my nose again, I'm never going to take that for granted. Then that lasts about a day. Yeah. <laughs> and then you forget you even never had a cold. Yeah. So I'm sure there'll be a degree of that, but I know from a personal perspective, you kind of want to try and be more grateful going forwards after 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 going through um things like lockdowns well yeah for for most of us i don't think um being um being grateful for the little things uh and uh, sorry i shouldn't say most of us i'm sure a lot of people are but i do find myself taking things for granted so being grateful is something i consciously try and and think about i think it's literally a skill yes that you have to purposely practice and like anything, the more you practice it, the better you get at it, and the more subconscious it becomes almost after you, as you practice it. And I do think it makes you more uh, kind and compassionate as well when you're grateful because Definitely. 
you realise that um, that the little things um, didn't come so easily. There's sort of sacrifices around everything that we have. Do you find it's also pulling yourself up on stupid little things that you get worried about yeah. or complain about and being like you realise, because sometimes you just get in that habit of complaining about something or and then you just sit back and you realise, what am I doing? I'm being an idiot here. Like, this is not a problem. Definitely, mate. Definitely. And, and there's degrees of that. Oh, of course. Um, but I think they all come back to exactly what you just said irrespective of the degree of that yeah. thing that you think you're being petty about. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, um, I think I said it earlier in, in this chat that, um, you know, at the end, wherever that may be, but we, if we can come back to all training and working towards our own goals together again, that's what it is, isn't it? Mm. Like, even if you're the most independent, um, athlete working towards your own goal i don't think there's anyone that doesn't that can't walk into a place where people are all driven and working towards their own goals and not mm. come out with something positive from that environment yeah definitely uh and that culture and that environment that that we have we've worked on hard on that for years you know like you alistair me um, a beer, Bill, all of the stuff. And it's just an environment that we have here that we're sort of, we're used to, aren't we? Yeah. But you don't realise just how great the environment is and the culture is until... Mm. And then how much you miss that it. when it's gone. That's right, yeah. Yeah, so that those first couple of weeks will be fun though. Like when we do open up again, I imagine everyone will be in such a good mood. <laughs> well, same as last time. Yeah. People were pumped. Like, you weren't allowed to hug or anything like that, but you oh, could see right. that people yeah. wanted to, right? Like, you, just wanted to give you a big hug. You couldn't even, like, you technically weren't even supposed to handshake. Yeah, you, could, you couldn't. Yeah. Fist. Oh, could you? No, you could elbow pump. You could elbow. People were elbowing. Yeah, like I just think, I think you just couldn't handshake or hug. Yeah. 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 No, I, I remember that. Yeah. But yeah, those first couple of weeks when we open back up again, I'm sure it'll be so much fun because everyone will just be so happy to be able to not be at home yeah and i think um when you put a human aspect to it like that it sort of does um i mean a certain level of fear i think can be helpful but it sort of melts away a lot of that fear mm. because you're like how good is it yeah. to see this person or yeah. these people and stupid little things like you might have previously like come into the gym and someone else is using the piece of equipment you want to use and then you get angry because you have to wait probably five or ten minutes maybe. Because when now you realise it's almost a blessing to be in that position where where you're like, you'd almost like laugh about it now and be like, oh, who cares? It's five or ten minutes. I actually get to be here. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, that'll be, yeah, that, I'm sure everyone's really looking forward to that point where we get to um, open up again and everyone gets to train together again. Well, there will be to, like people, I think, You've got to be careful not to be too fast to say, you know, break down the doors and let's all jump in there and rip in. I mean, there'll be an element of that, but there's also an element of five or six weeks, which in the big scheme of things, I mean, it's it's subjective. It's been harder for some than others, but in the big scheme of things, it's not a massive amount of time. But no. in that time, it's enough time to have created a completely new routine. And now you need to change that routine again. So there is a little bit of anxiety around that for people. 
Um, but something I've been really sort of encouraged about is so many of the people I work with have opened up and talked to me about these things. Now I'm, I'm not a, you know, I'm not a counselor or anything. I'm a coach. Yeah, yeah. Um, but at the same time, I'd rather they talk about it and we talk about it together and then mm. bottle it up and, you know, make it something way bigger than it could have been if you had spoken about it in the first place. So that's been a really awesome part of, um, you know, being able to connect via Zoom yeah. for me to, is to still be able to have conversations with people. And it's funny you mentioned the routine thing as well, because I know I am a sucker for routine. And like Absolutely. I'm very routine and very good at sticking to routine and I kind of just live by routines. So then to have that taken away all of a sudden at the drop of a hat, it's very strange. And it just, ch yeah, it messes with you a bit mentally for sure. Yeah, I know, I agree. But someone like you though, you, you'll, the, the routine that you're used to gets taken away like that, you create a new one. Um, yeah, you and have then, to. And that becomes your normal for however long. And it's the breaking then of that, that new routine back yeah. to an old, you know, yeah, air yeah. quote, old routine. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, I think that, um, I guess the net, the net gain of it all is people will be keen to get back into it. Um, some more than others, but also having to go back and recreate a new routine again. I mean, it's challenging, but people will do it for sure. Yeah. So at this stage, we still have, a few more weeks of lockdown to go, then hopefully in about two weeks' time, we'll be able to open the doors in some capacity. Um, are you looking forward to getting back to work? Yeah, absolutely. I um, I love coming to work. I'm very lucky. Because um, obviously we're still doing things over Zoom and stuff like that, but it's not the same as actually coming to work every day and coaching people in person. Coaching people, seeing you guys, being able to have that sort of regular banter about the footy on the weekends or whatever mm. it may be, that stuff um, is what makes a working environment. Um, so be, being able to come in and, and see people training and have chats with them and, you know, just being around people that you, you know, respect and admire mm. on a day-to-day -day basis is just so uplifting for you as a person or for me as a person. Yeah. Um, so yeah, to get back to that uh, would be awesome. And I really enjoy the people that I work with. Yeah. You know, it's a diverse group of people um, that always value add to different conversations and, and different topics that really make me think outside the box. Yeah, well, like we said, so hopefully in two weeks we'll be able to get back into things. Um, any last little bit of piece of advice for people to uh, stay motivated with their training over the next couple of weeks? Oh, look, you're, you're all probably into a routine now. Try and stick to your routine over the next couple of weeks um, and start to sort of plan your way back into training, back into work if you will be going from working at home back to uh, a semblance of a normal uh, work routine start to prepare yourself, I guess, psychologically for that. Um, and that'll be exciting for most people. Um, I would also, you know, encourage people to, to be compassionate and kind. And something I always 
and it's and it's hard to do this but seek to understand people rather than judge them um, because this has been a challenging situation for a lot of people uh, and people have dealt with it in different ways you know so if you try and have a conversation with someone and try and understand them rather than judge them i think it'd be a better place for everyone i know that sounds yeah. a little bit wishy-washy but <laughs> I, I do mean it i do mean that no i think that's good advice particularly about staying to prepare yourself mentally for things to go back the other way because it's just like you said before it's another change that you can have to get used to again even though it'll be a welcome change but yeah you're right i think that's just good life advice in general isn't it just being nice to everyone and be a bit more empathetic towards everyone yeah i i think so and i think that um it does build for stronger relationships um moving forward with a diverse range of people you know and that can only give you better perspective yeah definitely i think that's a good place to leave it fingers crossed um fingers crossed we'll be able to get back to coaching in two weeks yep let's hope so thanks heaps uh coach griffin for having me on mate <laughs> i uh, i follow all your stuff i watch all your <laughs> no i watch all your videos and listen to your podcasts and um yeah it's it's awesome to be able to sit here and have this chat with you so thank you no no worries thank you